Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. Well, welcome to the Make Music Income podcast. I'm Eric Copeland of Make Music Income, and I'm here with my partner, Stephen Bettle from the Production Music Academy. So right off the bat, folks, let's get real. Let's get real. Let's get real. When you are making music income and the money is flowing, and it's let's say you're doing it full time, it is a pretty great life. I mean, it is a pretty sweet life. Everybody envies you because you're like doing music all the time and they're off working a job and your wife or your partner is proud of you and and they feel safe because you're providing for them and your family and you're doing what you love. They're so proud. All is right on heaven and earth. You feel like a genius in living your best life. But when checks start bouncing or you're your checking account balance is negative because a bill came in and a client didn't pay and some bill came early and you you have no savings because you've used it all up because it's been a hard year. And if it sounds like I'm speaking from experience, it may be true. Suddenly your wife is looking at you sideways like, why aren't you taking care of me? And your parents are suggesting going back to school <laughs> or, 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 you know, maybe it's time you get a real job, son, mm-hmm. or bills are coming. You're getting behind because studio or production or royalty income has dried up for whatever reason. Suddenly making a life, a full-time life in music seems like the stupidest idea anybody ever had. So today... I want to talk, we want to talk about the reality of making music income good, bad, and ugly, full-time, part-time, whatever time, and just kind of really explore what this feels like. Because I know a lot of you listening to this podcast would say, man, it would be my dream life to live full-time making music income. That would be the stuff right there. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the realities of that. But first, Steve... What you been up to this week? Um, I had a great week. Uh, I've I'm just about I, I just put out a video yet yesterday about producing lo-fi for uh, for libraries, and uh, I'm just about to upload uh, some new music to Artlist. <clears throat> and I should mention, uh, and I haven't mentioned this yet because I haven't uh, been totally uh, sure about where I stand with the whole program um, and whether it's cool to talk about it. But I did uh, talk with this team. Uh, the Artlist Originals uh, team about um, about you know my uh, working with them and so so yeah just full yeah. disclosure I, I I have been actually working with the Artlist Originals team for a number of weeks now and and um, I think you should tell people that also means Motion Array Originals right yeah so I'm assuming that actually I I haven't like I'm only assuming that I haven't totally confirmed that but I'm assuming that when you see a Motion Array Originals um, posted on Motion Array they're coming from the Artlist Originals team. It's just changing the name, of course, for the library. Um, so, yeah, I applied about a month ago, I guess, and uh, was accepted. Uh, and I can't speak to specifics about the contract. That's It's um, meant to sure. be kept private, but uh, I am 
basically just finishing up my first commission from them. So they send you kind of like, you know, um, a work order and, or a commission and they ask you to, to write something in a certain style and, um, and you work directly with, uh, with, you know, a, a few of their team members, uh, on this project. And, uh, it's been a great experience. They kind of, they, they sent me one, uh, a song to complete, uh, initially, and it's sort of a, tr- a, a test run. So they, they, they're kind of just sussing you out at first and seeing how, the, you know, how the whole thing works. And, um, and it was a pleasure. The whole thing was was great. They were really happy with the work I sent them. Uh, it was a lo-fi track, and which should be going live on the site and Motion Array um, uh, probably in a couple of weeks or something like that. But I will promote the release on social media, and um, and I, I'm happy to kind of open up uh, that that session to the academy uh, members. and And it's a great track. I, I'm really stoked on it. I spent a lot of time on it. And um, yeah, it's my first originals composition, and they just sent me um, another commission um, for for three more tracks. So uh, I'm on a roll, and I'm, I'm feeling great mm-hmm. about that. And it's keeping me super busy, and I'm really, really grateful because it is, um, you know, uh, regular steady uh, income. Hopefully, for you know the next little while for me. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm just I'm just grateful. I feel I feel awesome about it, and uh, that's what's kept me busy this last week. But um, other than that, man, just trucking along as usual, uh, writing some, some orchestral stuff as well on the side and, uh, um, yeah, working on this crazy April challenge, which is like basically a gigantic, uh, collaboration between, yeah. uh, I don't know, maybe a dozen or more, uh, members of the Academy. Uh, I've already started that. Um, I need you on the keys, man, by the way, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to try to get to it tomorrow. I promise. <laughs> I know you're busy. You're man. moving so fast. You're I, moving I too got, fast for the. I got to move fast because we only have two weeks before the end of April. I'm okay. just like, well, how will we through I'm half gonna this month I'm going to add some percussion, already? and then I'm going to do some keys uh, <laughs> to what's going on. I can't imagine how you're going to put all this together. but uh, it's, <laughs> I've already, it's I've already very... begun. It's I, I got about five or six uh, drums and percussion ideas the other day, and I stitched it all together, and it actually sounds really good. I was worried it was going to be like a total chaotic mess but it was great the, the members totally followed the instructions to the t and, and and it sounds awesome so um that's what's keeping me busy this last week how about you man well and before i start mine i want to make sure that we let you know because i know we're going to get questions once since you've this is really the first time you've talked about the motion uh, the artlist originals yeah thing. and we, on, we can on, dig into it more on the next podcast maybe but uh yeah and maybe this or, or it's some video you want to do but the mm-hmm. first question out of every single person's mouth listening and or watching this is how do i apply and i was looking for that email i've got it somewhere um the best probably place to ask is content at motionarray.com and they will direct you to the artlist originals link or if you've got it you may want to put it uh in in the in the comments or something down there yeah there is there is an application process so they will assess you yeah and and there is a there's a a link they have that you just go right to it like when you apply to artlist and so um but we'll try. I'll try to find that information and put it in the comments, if nothing else, below. Because I know everybody's going to want to know how can I apply, and you should. Why shouldn't you? You know, why not? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, I was at my second week uh, this week, uh, all week uh, at my new full-time music income, which I will be announcing next week and talking a little bit more next week on my live video. I'm going to try to do better on my live videos. I end up going live like and putting a thumbnail up five minutes before I'm going live. I need to do what some of these other people do and they say, hey, I'm going live in three days or, uh, you know, in four days or whatever. Make sure you, 
I got to get better at that because I, I just I'm flying by the seat of my pants a little bit right now because I do have a new full time kind of thing that that goes from three to eleven every day, yeah. and so I am and I have to leave here at two to get there. So. Um, it is a music job, uh, music income, but uh, it's 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 not something. I, I, and I don't have to do a lot of preparation for it until I'm there. But um, it only gives me from eight or nine o'clock to um, to two o'clock to do anything, including my videos for this channel, including all my client work, including all my composing. Mm-hmm. So it's like having four jobs at once. That's yeah, crazy. Um, You're and busy. It, it's a little crazy. And so I've, I've I'm probably starting May first. I will I will start saying no to more things and outsourcing a lot of things as far as clients are concerned, which I usually have done through the years. That's nothing new necessarily. I just took a lot more on myself during these past few years to make a little bit more. But I, now I can offload programming and offload. Um, you know, first things that I that I usually do offload videos. You could you could even offload, offload your video editing to uh, yeah. to someone on Fiverr. <laughs> well, I, I do. I've done that already on Upwork, basically. I oh, use really? Up, no, I, no, I did use Fiverr. I found a, a oh, person yeah. on Fiverr that did a bunch for me. Oh, cool. But the problem with Fiverr sometimes is you're 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 working with people in other countries, and the and the communication can be a little wonky. Yes. yes. And so I've probably got to find someone, um, a couple people who are available quick that can churn stuff out for me so because uh, this morning i was working on a video that i've got to have ready by tomorrow maybe this next week maybe one of our listeners is a is a is a top-notch video editor yeah and you don't even have to be a top-notch video editor because this is just music uh lyric videos with uh video stock video behind them okay and then over over the and then lyrics on the screen that oh. animate in some way okay. and so uh I, I like i said i've i've had people who do this and they already have the cool lyric things going on yeah. but anyway that's kind of an outlier so my week has been filled with continuing to try to do work and do this other work and um i did new music tuesday which went well but i had another uh audio i had some audio issues and oh, no. a stream fail and so uh, I'm using Restream, which I really like as far as are, the way it works. Are you connecting to, with an Ethernet cable? Because that's, that's yeah. A, yeah, yes, hmm. yeah. Well, I try to go to Ethernet. Uh, like I have, you know, you have the ability to. I'm co- I'm hooked up to Ethernet right now. Hmm. I could switch over to Wi-Fi if I have to for do certain things, but usually when I'm streaming like this, I try to keep it on Ethernet. Right. And that's a pretty fast signal. I can't, I could go test what we've got right now, but it's it's usually really fast. Hmm. And um, so, uh, but it still, it went well, and uh, people are having fun with that. I wanna try to figure out maybe how to make each one different, mm-hmm. um, you know, similar to what you do with certain styles or, you know, uh, it, it, but in some ways, it's fun to get lots of different styles, to get a synthwave thing. I think, and then I think to get people a, would enjoy the, the variety, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's it's more about, and, and of course, you're getting the people, and I, I don't really care. This isn't, <clears throat> I'm not trying to uh, bring the world in necessarily. I'm just, right now, what I'm finding is things like this, things like my live uh, music. I just did a live this morning about music publishing, which... Um, that's going to be a harder sell because people look at music publishing and they go, oh, you know, music publishing. But it, 
it's a big, it has been a consistent and music income for me. And, and really, everything that you've been making recently, from Artlist to Motion Array and all that, is a form of music publishing. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, I kind of classified sync, I mean, stock music as a sync income. Because I think it's kind of like a sync upfront. It is in a way, I mean, yeah. It, I mean, I'm it's not sure synced. if it fits yeah. as a mechanical because mechanical is stuff you sell, you know, uh, online. I, I, it, it probably could be a mixture of performance, and but BMI is not paying you for it. You're mm-hmm. getting paid straight from a company, and just like you would from a sync library that would pay you an upfront, and this stock library is paying you an upfront, you know, the upfront fees monthly. So I kind of classified yeah. it under there. But anyway, you can see that video in uh, my st- my live stuff or, or my content stream uh, about music publishing. Um, and then just client things, trying to keep up with all the client stuff. I uh, haven't really composed much this week. I've worked on a few music things, but uh, I, I need to get this all settled and, and get to the point where I have, uh, I, I do like doing my YouTube channel and all these things and these and this uh, thing. But you, you were going through this very thing, what was it last week or week before last week, you were saying, dude, I've got to streamline my time because yeah. I only have so much time to make videos and you know, well, I, I haven't put out an edited video for two weeks now. For me, it's and like an energy thing. You know, it's like I, I, I just lost energy because of the, the, the whole COVID situation. And I started feeling really like, uh, you know, kind of like down on, on the whole process because it requires so much energy. So as long as I'm, I'm like staying healthy and, and getting and sleeping a lot, then I have the energy throughout the day to like put divide my time properly. But man, if that energy isn't there, it's just like it's it's a real uphill battle. Yeah, for me, it's all time management now. I've just got to, uh, <clears throat> I've got to outsource. I've got to, um, I, I want to get it to the point where really all the time that I have to spend here in the mornings is composing slash licensing and YouTube stuff yeah. that I, these lives. I, I do a live now every Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah. And for now, that's propping up the channel. That's that's the channel content right now. That and this uh, podcast, when it's my my week, is the channel content right now. Just because I don't have time to shoot and edit the videos as I want to, and so I'm not sure what the future of that will be. I want to do that, and I have several that I want to do like that. This this music publishing one probably really would have been a better shot and edited video, mm-hmm. but right now until I get client situations and and this is what we're talking about today and this one can move us right into what I'm talking about when you have the reality is that you got to do the work to make the money and if you're not you are going to uh, feel the pain you're going to feel the pain mm. uh, when it comes time to do things like oh pay your bills and you know keep a roof over your head and uh, do just things like uh, you know make make music, make income to make ends meet. Uh, and that's really what we're talking about, the reality of doing that. So, yeah, um, I mean, all those things that you mentioned earlier, I mean, just the, the, the crisis scenarios are coming, you know, down to your last few sa- dollars in savings and uh, those having your, you know, <laughs> having your girlfriend kind of give you the side eye being like, what's going on here? Uh, having your parents tell it, you know, maybe uh, nicely suggest that you should take a look at going back to school. Those things have all happened to me, man. That, yeah. th- those things have all happened uh, more than once. And 
man. It, I think they've happened to all of us. I think I it happens think. to, uh, yeah, all musicians <laughs> in some form or another, probably at some point. And uh, it's good. To, it's, you know, I'm proud to say I've persevered and uh, things are looking well, up. But uh, there was some moments, man. I mean, there was some definitely some moments where it was really tough. And um, I definitely came down to my last couple, you know, a uh, hundred bucks in savings at one point. And um, I had to go uh, in a, you know, I had to do some, uh, some door dashing over here, which is like, uh, I don't know if there's door dash where you, where you are, but like, it's sure, like, absolutely you know, food delivery kind of thing. And, uh, yep. uh, I did that for a while and, um, I was lucky that I had, you know, my car still. And this is right after I quit my, my, uh, my full-time job to pursue music, uh, full-time. I was, I had, how many years ago was that two and a, or a, almost three, uh, three years ago, um, okay. almost, I think just under three years. So I've been doing it like properly full time for more for about three years, I think. And um, I had about $10,000 in savings uh, when I quit my job. That was my, my goal. Once I got there, I said, I'm quitting. I know I knew that 10,000 wasn't enough to get me through, you know, a year of um, uh, just living on savings. So it, the idea were you, was... Were you with your girlfriend at the time or... No, I wasn't actually. I was, I was single at the time. So this um, is only your income at that time. Right. Yeah. To well, so roof over your head. <clears throat> yeah. Like I had, I had income streams coming in from playing live music and, and from, and royalties were starting to, to pick up around that time. You know, I can't remember, I guess I was on audio jungle and, and, and I had this, and then I was doing the occasional, uh, you know, composing gig as well. And I figured that the savings would be my, my safety net, but I would be able to, um, find gigs. I was, that was, I was just doing it on faith really that, you know, that mm-hmm. the money was going to keep coming in. Um, and it did for the most part, you know, like it did. But like I said, I, like it, it came down to the wire. It came very, very close to having to go back to work or, you know, finding like a, like a day job. <clears throat> and in a sense, I did have to do that because, you know, I had to take um, those. I had to do some door dashing just to, to you know, so I didn't I was able to pay rent. Um, and uh, luckily, you know, it, it, it the dip subsided and I like you know I managed to find those gigs and and I got uh I, I got a lot more money coming in and I was able to um you know persevere and, and and pull through but um man yeah there's nothing there's no worse feeling than having to go into into debt you know and that was what I really wanted mm-hmm. to avoid was like having to like go into the red um with mm-hmm. everything and uh yeah I managed to just narrowly avoid that but but uh dude I mean talk about talk about stress you know, yeah, and you know, I have been um, slightly longer working uh, without a net of a job. Twenty-two years as of this year of after. Well, I left corporate yeah, almost exactly twenty-two years ago. Just <clears throat> first, the first part of twenty of uh, two thousand. Okay, and I started uh, working for this producer who had a studio. And then I, uh, uh, and I didn't, he didn't pay me necessarily, or maybe he did for a while, but I eventually took over his business and just started to exist on client money. And that was whatever the studio was making was pretty much mine to put in my pocket after I paid my assistant, who was like, you know, my kind of pro tool, uh, he kind of ran logic and, and was my uh, assistant engineer. After that, um, there were, but I had, gosh, I had to pay the studio rent. I had to do all that kind of stuff. And then whatever I made after that was mine. So, uh, and it, and then eventually you find out that it's better not to have overhead. It's never better not to have a studio. I've had a studio two times 
uh, I've had an overhead. And both times about killed us, you know, it about broke me. Mm. And so uh, the freedom of not having that overhead, that's the first lesson I can tell you, is if you feel like, ah, oh, I need to go rent a space and set up a cool space to go record people at and start a studio, um, you know, that's gonna work for some people. For me, who I, I am admittedly terrible at money, and I tried for as long as I could until the just past recent years to do it myself. Living for 31 years with an accountant. I mean, a, uh, I should say a bookkeeper. You know, that's her job. That's her literal job is mm-hmm. bookkeeping and office management. And But, you know, you want to try to do it yourself. You want to try to make sure she doesn't have to keep put that on her. And plus, with, you know, we've had good years. We've had hard months. We have bad credit from not pay, being able to pay stuff uh and studio life is cool and you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do, but then you can have bondage to debt and you have other things that are just sometimes even just embarrassing to your to your wife and your family that you you know, why is there no water? Literally. Why is there no why did the electric why did the electric go off yesterday? Oh I, I just and you and, and there's times you have to tell your kids, uh, I missed the payment. You know, for whatever reason, I just wasn't paying attention or uh, the cable, you know, or whatever it goes out. And now cable is your Internet. So if Internet goes out, we're completely crippled, Uh, (laughs) even though it's probably the first thing you can afford to go out because more than water, electricity, a roof over your head, you can let cable go for a minute Mm -hmm. if you have to. Um, Over the years, I had a few side jobs like church jobs where I was working part time. And that added income, but I, my full-time job was always client work, and um, it, all this licensing stuff didn't come up except for the past two years. Probably about about as much time as you've been doing it is is what I've been seeing any income at all from it, or at least hope hoping for future income. Mm-hmm. One of the smartest things I did, and if you're out there and you're running some kind of music production business and you're trying to figure out how to how to make. Uh, consistent monthly income. I started uh, about mid to 2010s. I started a payment plan, a monthly payment plan where people could pay me $300 a month or $500 a month or whatever, depending on what they're, what we were doing for, I was doing for them and they could pay me a monthly payment and everybody paid on the first and, and for a good while, even until last year and, and still now, um, I get a bunch of money at the beginning of the month, almost like a regular job, mm-hmm. just unless someone can't pay or unless two people can't pay or unless two people quit at the same time, which is what happened to me last year. And then another artist quit, like three tentpole clients quit. So suddenly what seemed like a great life um, and, and a great idea, and it is, when you can just make some music, go sit by the pool, come back over here, make a little bit more music, go over to the grocery, get some stuff. You can do whatever you want. You can go to Disney for the day. I live in Orlando, so I can go over there, whatever, any day of the week. But there is a price to pay for that. And um, what I decided was 13 years ago, my my I decided to go back to school just because I realized I had too many credits in college did not have a bachelor's degree. And so I went back and got into school to see if I could do it. And then I fell in love with music history. And they, I also majored in also in music business and finished my bachelor's and had so much fun. Um, but uh, it, it's, 
it's then we decided to move here and there was a little bit of a gap and then I did my masters when I came here and this has been a 13 year journey to a new music income because at some point during my first bachelor's I realized I could probably teach and and have another music income alongside all my client income this is before I thought of sync or or stock but mm -hmm. now I could have it next to client income next to stock and sync incomes uh, and and just have that as another income stream. So this is uh, this this has been a plan all along, is to get some kind of uh, other music income that uh, it at once is pays well and also is steady, yeah. which is something I haven't had for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So that's been that's been the journey, and uh, I'm not stopping working with clients, and I'm certainly not stopping working in sync and working in stock. Um, but all of them, and, and doing my YouTube channel, which also is now a music income, a music income, it's starting to bring in income now. So, um, but right now it's like I'm working five jobs. So I've got to, I've got to, I've got to properly. Uh, it's just all about time management at this point. So I'm still trying to get that part down. Yeah, but yeah, that's an inter it's interesting. I mean, I never, I never had a plan to, uh, you know, to make music production the, the like the focus of my um, of my income. It was always um, it all centered around playing live music. You know, that was the, yeah. the the plan for for so long. It was just like, well, all I want really is to be on the road and get to my next gig and make enough to like keep the the wheels running. Um, you know, my I had a I had a long term plan of like uh, you know breaking into you know the touring circuit in the United States. Um, and that's something that's kind of complicated now for uh, for Canadian artists to get the visas to do that and everything. But that was sort of like one of my big goals uh, was just to get into a van with uh, with my buds and tour and, and and just kind of you know be live that nomadic lifestyle. But um, yeah, dreams dreams change their shape and, and, well, and let's talk over time. You know, and, and did and, COVID have anything to do with the change for you? Well, it kind of sealed. It, it sealed the change, you know, because it was uh, by the time, th you know, that COVID happened, I was already questioning uh, the the whole okay. idea of what of what that dream meant to me, uh, because I was finding out, you know, through having done so many tours and, and, and you know, and, and being on the road with the band. Uh, quite a bit that I actually didn't really enjoy being on the road that much. Right. Um, I love playing music, but I I didn't love the the I didn't embrace the, like I stopped embracing the lifestyle of, of, of being on the road, being long trips in the van and 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 the drinking and and the the health. Uh, and McDonald's, you know, or things that come fast along. food all the time. Yeah, it's just it's tough. It's it's really really <clears throat> legitimately difficult to be healthy on on the road, um, and. I started to feel like maybe I wasn't meant for 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 that kind of thing, and um, and then COVID happened, and then I was like, okay, I got to rethink uh, all, everything here. And um, music production was just, you know, it was, I'm just feel really grateful for the fact that it was there as a way to for me to express myself musically and artistically. And, and you know, now I've found this great niche where I'm like so happy to, you know, to be at home here and and uh, mm -hmm. just to have a regular sleep cycle and wake up and, yeah. um, you know, uh, and just be in in my in my lovely apartment here and and write music. I I'm happier than ever, really. Yeah. Um, and I get still get to play the occasional gig, so I still get to do that. Um, but uh, you know. I, the the dreams sort of as as changed over time. I had to allow myself to to come to certain realizations about about that, and you know I'm much happier for it. So 
I'm not sure COVID, I think COVID, the second year of COVID is what changed my business. Hmm. Um, but like you, I was on my way towards this new income. Like I, I was on my way out of client only work. Um, and I have been since, well, really, while I was finishing my master's and doing my master's, but also while I, I discovered that sync is really where I wanted to head mm-hmm. for, or I should just say licensing was where I wanted to head with my music because I just thought that was way more interesting of an end goal for the music that I wanted to make and profitable probably in the long run. And so I I just started to head that way. And, uh, and COVID, just like you, kind of, sealed the deal a little bit. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, um, it, it, it made clients less available. They yeah. couldn't travel to come do vocals. They couldn't travel to come do tracking. Mm-hmm. And so um, th- we, we, they all hung in there for the first year. You know, everybody hung in and said, hey, we will just keep doing this online and we'll keep making our videos and all these kind of things and we'll keep trying to make it work. But the second year, yeah, well, no, when the reality of how different our world was, like, yes. which is 2021, yeah. that's when people started to kind of change it, a little bit. Their no thoughts. one knew how long it was going to last. And that, and that's, you know, the thing is like it was just a big question mark at the beginning. And so everyone was kind of hanging in there hoping that it was going to be like six months. But yeah, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. You know? Once once a year had passed, it was like a kind of I think reality sunk in for a lot of people, and I'm sure a lot of people listening uh, to this podcast probably had uh, can probably relate to you know the, the the feeling of having to sort of reassess. Like I'm so many people that I know reassessed what they're doing yeah. with their lives. You know, I mean, yeah. we, we hear about this all the time now with the great resignation, uh, you know, people mm-hmm. leaving their, their, their jobs that they've had for a long time and just carving out a new path for themselves in, in their lives. Because yeah, I mean, it was, it was a wake up call for everyone. And, and I think we all realize that like life is short and, 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 and things are fragile and, uh, and, and, and all of these, uh, you know, these, some of the, the, the things that we're pursuing in life are, they're quite vulnerable. I mean, I don't think people mm-hmm. quite, you know, realize that, um, before COVID. And, uh, it, I certainly didn't, you know, I, I never could have imagined that. I mean, especially some of my close friends who are, um, you know, regular touring musicians and could never have imagined what, what happened and that their careers would come to a grinding halt overnight, literally. Um, you know, so that is the nature, yeah. the crazy nature of life. And, and, uh, I th- I'm again. I'm just. I just got so much gratitude for the 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 whole licensing world because it's you know it, it's it's an online world, and it's. I think uh, the other part of this whole thing is that I want to touch on in this conversation was not just those of us who try to make music a full time pursuit, but those of us who are and, and and the people who are listening to this podcast who try to make their licensing or their uh, stock music or whatever, uh, or even their Spotify, the music they're making for Spotify, a part-time pursuit because they have a full-time job. Yeah. And I can relate to that a little bit now where I have to, I mean, I don't consider my stock or even my client work uh, or even my channel. Uh, well, I guess that the channel can be more of a part-time pursuit. You know, you don't think of your YouTube channel as a full-time thing. You're not doing it, you know, eight hours a day necessarily. You no. might be thinking about it or answering little things here and there, but you're not sitting there for eight hours working on your, a day working on your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I do still think of my 
clients, and I do think of my uh, my composing as a full time pursuit. But in some ways, they are part time now, and so I, th- you know, that's its own challenge. Finding time to do music, it, the reality of that is is very um, is is very real. Um, the balance <clears throat> between where you spend your time in your non-work, uh, your day job work hours is is very real. How you how you balance that with your family? How do you balance that with your other hobbies that you love to do? Mm-hmm. How do you balance that with the TV that you want to watch and the movies you want to go go see and all that kind of stuff? When you know that you also have this desire to do music and get music into stock or get music into sync or or make music and put it out on Spotify or do uh, plan a band and have practices and uh, and go do gigs and all that kind of stuff. So, um, and then the other challenge I think with part-time is the real challenge is getting stuff done and finished when you're a part-timer because you can come up with a million ideas but no final products because you just don't have time. You're, you, you come home and you feel like messing around with this and you, feel, you mess around with that and you just end up messing around mm-hmm. more than doing, you know? Yeah, well, a lot of the, yeah, I think I mean we've talked about this in previous episodes, but the, so much of it is fine. I think for me, is just like having the right energy because if I if I come back from like what like I'm rewinding back to when I used to work uh, full, a full time job. If like if I was coming back from like post that shift uh, to work on music, I I just just wouldn't be able to to find the the mind space to get things done. So <laughs> there was a while where it was like I'd wake up at like six in the morning work and get my I, my musical ideas out in three in a three or four hour time span go to work and then i would do a gig after work um mm-hmm. and that was like that was like full, lot, full-time man. music and full-time job but i mean I, uh. I was just in a position where i just had the energy to do it because um i will first first of all i was super motivated to quit my my job um and so that energy fed me to just like work extra extra hard in order for me to save up the money uh so that i could feel confident about quitting the job and that's how I did it is I basically worked two jobs um and I was in a in a good position to do that because I didn't have um a girlfriend at the time I didn't uh, I you know I didn't have a family to take care of so I had that benefit of sort of like you know bachelor lifestyle can do whatever I want um kind of thing and I yeah I didn't really I mean my body probably my health suffered a little bit because of that but ultimately that's what led to be <clears throat> to me being able to to quit um, the job and and kind of go for it with that chunk of savings. So, I think there is a good a good part a good reality of being part time with music, and that is there's a little less pressure on your music to perform. And uh, yeah. you know, the, one of the realities I've always found is is when you have an you, you have a job and you, well, let's say you don't have an, a a day job and you're only making money on your music. Those songs you're making, or that that uh, band, better do well. Yeah, totally. Or and there's a lot of pressure there to for those songs to do well on Motion Array, or for those songs to do well on Artlist, or for that deal with that sync library to pay quickly, or whatever, or the band to keep playing and and you keep and and you keep get keep that gig. There's a lot of pressure on your music, and when you don't have that and you have a day gig especially if it's something you like you know like i i know many people of many of my clients have day gigs some are doctors some are um other things where they don't they love what they do and and they went to school for what they do and they 
they make a lot of money and they're not going to give that up to do music for a living, an iffy music living. So they get to really just enjoy the music so much more because they don't care if it makes money or not. It doesn't matter if it makes money. And that's your, it's, it's a great point. It's, it's a really, that's a nice place to be. Uh, especially, you know, if you're starting out with this kind of thing, it's a really nice place to be to, to take that pressure off, because um, that pressure can really uh, it can really affect how you feel about making music in general. You know, yeah, uh, you don't yep. want to sour the experience of of writing music. It should be fun and it should be uh, enjoyable. And if it's like there's this, if you're in this pressure cooker situation, then it's like you're, you're you might actually just turn yourself off from the whole thing completely. You know, yep. so. Yeah. The other yeah. part of that is that you can use your day job as a time to dream about what you want to do in your part-time music stuff. I used to do that when I worked corporate, which was fine. I didn't actually mind all the computer stuff I was doing. And so at, at one point, I was able to do a lot of a lot of actual composing and or video stuff and lots of fun technology stuff back in the 90s. I was just doing all sorts of fun stuff, technical writing and different things. And it was a cushy job, cushy office job, you know, cushy tech job mm -hmm. and but I could just take a minute and 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 write down a note about some album idea I just had you know and I could plan it out a little bit and take a five or ten minute break or on my lunch break I would go over to the music store and, and imagine what I was going to buy for the next thing or whatever but I, I would I had album I ideas galore the problem again it, it takes me back to the first challenge is though once I came up with all the ideas when was I actually going to get them done? And I rarely did, to be honest. <laughs> I, I just didn't get many things finished. I, I started a lot of ideas, and a lot of those ideas I'm finishing now, years later, decades later, that I, I said, oh, I, that was a good song idea. Let me finish that up and post that to, <laughs> to Motion Array or something like that. Or or a lot of songs, we're on this country album that I'm cutting for my um, one of my sync libraries. They're songs I wrote. 30 years ago, before before I even met my wife, even a few of them. They're like country songs that I wrote in my head, I wrote down on paper, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm realizing them now. So if you are listening to this podcast and you or watching this podcast and you work a day gig, don't give up the dream that what you're working on in your head right now, even though that you're only able to do music part-time, it could be something that you reimagine later you bring back to life later because it certainly has been for me. So, yeah, yeah. Good, good point. I think the, uh, another benefit of having that, uh, you know, that, that day job or the uh, part-time job, whatever that regular income coming in for me, at least looking back on it, it was a way for me to finance some of the tools that I, I find, you know, are really, really helpful, uh, mm -hmm. for my music production. <clears throat> I don't want to make the case that um, you need all these fancy things. Like, you know, I have a lot of fancy plugins and, and uh, libraries that uh, are really, really helpful um, to me. But like any trade, um, like any good tradesman, you have to invest in your in good tools. And I think that it's, uh, you know, it, it is a really expensive investment uh, for, for, you know, uh, for producers that are starting up to buy all these libraries which some of them just are, are some of them quite frankly are, are insanely overpriced um <laughs> but uh you know the, these are tools that are extremely uh, helpful uh, for me they 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 make the process a lot easier um i'm able to uh make you know better mixes better productions with them and um that was a startup cost for me that i, I really wanted to kind of get out of the way and i mean you know these plugins last for 
forever. Some of them are, I mean, are fantastic. I've been using them for, for years and years and years. So, um, you know, I know a big key in my reality of doing this, whether I'm part-time or full-time with it. And this would go for our listeners too. If you're listening to this uh, and you probably uh, have this now too, a little bit, um, is a partner, a a wife, a spouse, uh, a significant other that you share expenses with and they have a job that can also be a real help. I mean, we have literally eaten because my wife's job, uh, you know, this past year, she, she, she said, let me just pay for groceries. You don't worry about it. And you just take care of all the other stuff. And so she, you know, we could always know when her paycheck came along and she got a, you know, biweekly paycheck that we would be going to the grocery and setting up for the next two weeks, you mm-hmm. know? And so, uh, having that partner, and, and, you know, that partner has to be on board with the whole deal, right? They can't just be like, ah, you want to pursue your dream, so I have to work, you know, type of thing. But I've worked with many clients through the year where their spouse is the main breadwinner. Um, and it's not just women who have a husband who is the breadwinner. That does happen, but I've, I've had it be the opposite, you yeah, know, absolutely. where it's a, a guy who is a uh, stay-at-home dad or – Maybe he like makes less than his wife or whatever, or band where everybody contributes. So, um, but as a person having that other income partner is is also a nice thing and, and makes the reality a little a little easier because most of us, I don't know about you, but you know don't have like musical, and I think you do, but musical partners who are also making their own music income. I don't, but I think you you have a musical partner, so. Yeah, I do. I, it's like, I, and man, yeah, amen to all of that. It's like I, having a partner is just so, so helpful. Um, and uh, for, for me, the, the biggest, one of the, like, the biggest benefits is just being my health. Um, I, I was never really great at uh, uh, taking care, very good care of myself. Um, and my my partner is, uh, she's um, she is uh, passionate about healthy food and um, and and lifestyle, and I'm I, I'm so much healthier in general because of her um, her just you know being a, a like such a positive influence on me that way. Um, and I <laughs> let me tell you, like we couldn't. I mean, I couldn't afford the the place that we live in on on like to. I, I mean, to pay rent on this on my own would be it would be a huge burden for me. So. Um, and scary a, because you never know from month to month how the money is going to exactly. roll in. <clears throat> exactly, and it's it would just it would just mean that I'd have to just tighten up all my spending like to such a, an extent it would just be stressful. So being able to split those costs um, with her is just is incredibly helpful. And then of course. Um, you know, I'm I'm like hugely lucky because she's also a musician and, and she she's like a classically trained musician. So she's able to, um, you, you know, help me out on on certain things that I'm not cool. as knowledgeable about. And I'm able to help her with like the production stuff. So it's a it's a really cool uh, relationship. I've never I never dated a musician until her, actually. So it's it's been really, really fun. Um, and uh, I'm yeah, I'm I'm super lucky to have her around. So. I, uh, one last, as we as we wrap this up, I want to make sure that I don't discourage anyone who is living a full time life, and that this podcast doesn't discourage you based on on what I've done. I I, I picked about thirteen years ago a, a new direction to go in because I said, you know, whether product music production and for clients and being a label and all the, that I've been for the last twenty years continues or not i want to add i want to continue to add incomes that are music based and so i saw music instruction or music 
teaching or, or and in some ways this YouTube channel is very much that. Uh, music encouragement, you could say maybe. Um, I wanted to add some kind of monetary income via that, and so I went after that. But um, not everybody will be as bad with money as me. Not everybody <laughs> will, uh, they may have a stronger uh, partner uh, or, or um, person making income on the other side so that they don't have to worry about it and, and do this. Um, and I have to say that while it may sound like my life has been a complete tightrope, it really hasn't. I mean, if you look back at our bank statements, there's more than enough money there every month to pay the bills. It's just sometimes uh, it can be very iffy how it comes in. Like, yeah, you get a you get a motion array payment, but you're like, man, I wish that was paid today instead of next week when it's com- coming in, you know, because that would be really helpful right now for some bills or whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. And, but yeah. I, so I, I don't want it to sound like this is impossible and this is so hard that you don't even want to try it. But you do want to be careful and you want to you want to be good money management. You want to have a good money management partner. If you have a good money management partner, let them manage the money. Yeah, that's a piece of advice for you. From that is good advice. Long time um, bad person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I, I would never. I would never encourage anybody to like you know quit the job and dive into the deep end of music and unless they were you, you got to be super prepared. Um, Have a good accountant and be careful with taxes. That's another thing. Yeah, you, you got to guard life, your savings like with your life, uh, and yeah, like, and you really got to protect savings. those. And and it's you got to look at it not as like money for spending. It's like money for that rainy those rainy days, um, yeah. or those those bad days where where like your things get desperate because they they will happen. I think it's like. Um, anyone getting into this business is like, you know, without that regular income, you're just going to have dry spells. It just happens. Yeah. Uh, so you got to be ready for that uh, mentally There's, and, and financially, you got to be ready for that. Absolutely. And, and, and it can be done. I know, I, I know literally hundreds of people who make their full-time living with music from producers to engineers, to players, to singers, to, um, uh, composers I know I know hundreds literally and you know I don't use the word literally anything but literally but um, it, it, it is a, it's a it's it can be a struggle for all of them mm-hmm. but you you get that accountant that sets you up right you get your partner settled with what you're doing you get your family you make sure you have your priorities in shape you know with your kids and with your family life and all that kind of stuff and do you do the best you can you're gonna falter at times but you you just try to just like you're working nine to five with a hard hat on and you're coming home at the end of the day and then you try to spend time with your family it's no different um i i always kept my music hours 10 to 6 that because uh nashville basically runs starts at 10 o'clock you know when you start a session and and even when before i went to nashville that's about when we would start session is 10 Mm o'clock sometimes nine but 10 o'clock to one o'clock Take a lunch break, two o'clock to five o'clock, and that's basically the way the music business runs in Nashville. They also do six to nines if you do a third a third tracking session. But um, so I always tried to keep a, a six o'clock a deadline of coming home for dinner, um, yeah. even though I did music. And I think that's possible uh, even if you work at home. You just like you have a room. I have this room, and you just leave that room. You shut the door to all your music equipment, and you only pay attention to you know, your family and watch TV and do your family yeah. things. I think it's good. It's, it's good to have a time where you're shut, you shut things down and like you yeah. you've concentrated on other parts of life. Cause it, there is the yeah. temptation to just work yourself to death. 
at least for me. Absolutely. So it's nice to, to have a cutoff point, like you said. Uh, Which is almost a whole nother video. So yeah. <laughs> it's Fair a whole enough. nother podcast is uh, how to do that kind of thing. But yeah, true. thanks for uh, listening to this, everybody. I hope it's been helpful for those of you, whether you're making a full-time or you're attempting a part-time uh, income as with music. I hope it's been helpful to kind of let you just see the inner workings of two different, completely on the opposite ends of the of the continent. Uh, literally, uh, guys who have are, are finding ways to make music income, and uh, I hope this has been good to provide a little reality to what that's like. Totally. Um, good, super good. It's super awesome when it's great, but when it's bad, it's oh so bad. And the, good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> it's really, all, it's all of the above. But mostly, it's mostly it's good. good. Mostly, it's really yeah. good. <laughs> mostly good. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, thanks so much for joining our podcast today. Uh, whether you're listening or watching on YouTube, we're glad you're here. And we hope that if you have any comments, make sure you leave them. Make sure you get in touch with me at makemusicincome at gmail.com if you have any questions about the podcast. And, uh, you, or you could just leave comments below on YouTube or go to Production Music Academy and and check that out and talk to Steve. And we are uh, excited to always get more intel from you guys and get your thoughts all totally. the time. So, yeah, cheers, right. guys. Have a great one. See you next Thanks, time. Guys. See you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.